0: is dj rd johnson of radio cure for kvrx and tonight i'm joined by william marsh of the band gold connections based in richmond virginia and their new ep ammunition is out next week on november 16th so hi will how are you doing Hey,
1: hey I'm, I'm pretty good how are you doing
0: i'm doing you know as good as good as i can be yep um so you've recently moved to richmond from your hometown of charlottesville and how's that move been so far
1: it's been good. Yeah. Uh, I moved here in August. It's about an hour away in you know, the Richmond and Charlottesville, about an hour apart. And um, yeah, I mean, I already had a lot of friends here in in Richmond and, uh, you know, I lived in Charlottesville for for a pretty long time. So it's a, it's been a nice little change for me.
0: And so far, has it had any effect on your relationship with music? Um, I know you said you had a lot of friends there already, but you're removed from the scene that kind of helped you know shape you as you're growing up in Charlottesville.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, yeah, I don't know, I, I'm kind of re-entering like sort of a creative space musically in the past like few weeks. Like I don't know, yeah, it, it is, you know, I'm in a new environment and they're just like, yeah, just different uh, vibrations in in Richmond. Um, that come with sort of, for me, you know, different like creative sensibility. It's just like a lot kind of getting my like uh, antennas fixed or adjusted to Richmond in order to make music. And, um, you know, it's, it's going along pretty well. I've, I've been um, like working on a new song this past week and like mixing it, um, hopefully to put out after this EP. Um, so it's been it's been nice to like really get immersed in like a new project for the first time uh, since moving here.
0: It's really exciting uh, to hear that you already have some new stuff lined up. Um, have you found that like the general quarantine, has that given you more opportunities to work for Gold Connections and on music?
1: Um, uh, More more like time or sort of like headspace to focus on things like music videos and, and t-shirts um, and I don't know, like Instagram aesthetics. <laughs> so like clearly not touring or anything um but i don't know it's i definitely have i like have to focus on other parts of of uh the job if i want to you know keep moving forward and keep i guess keep uh people's attention and also um i don't know keep being creative and keep collaborating like through other ways like yeah working with like a director on on a music video working with people doing like choreography which is Ammunition. Our the last video, like we had um, people bringing their own their own sort of craft to it, um so that's been really cool.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, for the ammunition video, you actually worked with a dance team, right, on the
1: the yeah. choreography.
0: And so, yeah. what was that process like? You know, working with like these professionals, I guess, like in that sense.
1: Yeah, um well, it was really cool. Like we worked. The director is a, a senior at UVA. Um, He's a, I guess, a film student um, named Phineas Alexander. And um, yeah, sent. we worked on stick figures together and you know, wanted to do another one with him. And I sent him a song and he sort of like pitched this idea um, and said he had some friends who would want to take part in the video. So I showed up the day to film. And yeah, you know, there was like the hip hop dance, UVA hip hop dance group called uh, Ecstasy. And yeah, I mean, it's we were all pretty like including Graham Barber, who was the director of photography. We were all pretty just blown away. We didn't know what to expect. And yeah, they just showed up and, and crushed it. And then after that, you know, we had like members from the Wushu Club at UVA, like martial arts, and they had planned to hold a fight scene. And also like some actors who, who had been in stick figures um, had a plan, I mean, this sort of like slapstick like routine of them like screaming at each other um so yeah i I basically just showed up and and sort of did my part and you know we it's like we we hadn't really none like the different sort of groups involved in this project in this video like we hadn't really talked at all but we all showed up and like brought something to it and i think it worked out really well and it was yeah it was a nice it was definitely refreshing and exciting to to be able to collaborate with people and it's not. It wasn't just a Gold Connections music video. and That's not how it felt, you know?
0: Right. And yeah, I mean, I think the product turned out great in the end. And it's crazy that it's so spontaneous and that you really had no idea going into it what it'd be. Um, and speaking of that collaboration, um, so the new EP Ammunition is the first one that's going to be self-released. And yeah. Iowa City, um, which is, was released before the EP, is um credit to you specifically rather than like Google connections as a band and were these decisions made as necessities due to the pandemic or were they more deliberate
1: um yeah iowa city was um yeah we self-released that um we put it out through like through level music they're just like you know a distribution company and you get like yeah you can get like two free songs from level or something so like <laughs> they don't take anything off of it so we did that, um, but yeah, I just recorded Iowa City um, in, I guess, isolation, um, and I mean, yeah, by necessity, wasn't um, collaborating with anybody else or in it, you know, the same room as anybody else, um, and but you know, it was also one of those songs that you know I I make all the demos for Gold Connections. Um, and that was it this could have happened you know without the pandemic um that with iowa city specifically um in that i was just sort of like working on a demo or just kind of like working on a song developing um the composition of a song and then it just got to a point where I, yeah i was playing it for people like the playing the the song and kind of agreed that this was good this was good and i should just like put put out the song as soon as possible so that's what we did. Um yeah, and you know with the EP we we recorded it right before. We finished we finished recording it and mixing it and everything right before the pandemic like really broke out. Um but yeah, it, like in this song right now I'm I'm it's a, it's a similar situation where I'm doing I'm doing everything. Um I might send it up to someone to to get mastered. Uh but, you know, soon, soon we're going to, I want to, like, get in the studio with the whole band. And that's, that's going to present a challenge for sure. Um, but, like, with, with labels, um, I mean, certainly with COVID, the whole landscape is uh, barren. I don't know. And, like, not to say if, if uh, COVID didn't happen, we'd be on, like, Capitol Records right now. But um, there there are just like there are fewer resources out there, and that's really I think it's gonna have a huge impact on, especially like yeah you know, like artist label relations and yeah just like how many I mean I think fewer and fewer bands there you know there are gonna be even fewer bands getting signed I think because there's just like where's the money you know like if you can't tour and sell records then those labels aren't gonna um, bet on you you know
0: right. And what was the process like um, going back to home recording uh, like your earliest stuff? Because for the past few releases, you've had that professional studio, um, you know, to really fill out the the entire record.
1: What was this EP like? Or or was
0: it recorded in in the studio, right?
1: Yeah, this this EP was recorded um, in, yeah, in our friend's attic studio. So sort of like a home studio situation. Um, yeah, which is kind of like our first EP, um, like the self-titled one we recorded. Or I recorded this in college in our basement. Um, and so it's, it kind of felt like a return to that. I mean, this, the, we recorded this at this, there's this band called Stray Fossa in Charlottesville that we were friends with and they make, they record all their own music and produce it. And, um, I was really just like always very impressed by the quality of production quality um so this is definitely a step up from the basement um but uh yeah it, it was like a nice it was like a nice uh, medium i guess between like the big studios like you know recorded in like mitch Easter studio before and then um i don't know kind of a different pace and like a different um feeling when you're doing it like in a band in like a band loft kind of vibe you know mm-hmm
0: yeah, definitely attic step up from the basement. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> so, um, and you're releasing ammunition as your first ever tape. Um, did you, is there like any thought behind why you put this one specifically out on cassette rather than vinyl?
1: Um, well, there's the production side of it where like uh, cassettes are, they're a lot cheaper to make and the the turnaround is a lot quicker. Um, so that definitely influenced the, this decision. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially with COVID, like the whole, you know, supply chain is kind of wacky. But um, also, I just really like cassettes. And um, yeah, I think like cassettes accompanied by like a digital release is just like a happy medium, especially for an EP that we're releasing on our own, where like, you know, there's something for people to get their hands on in sort of like, you know, limited edition tape tape releases, I don't know, it's, just, it's fun and kind of like low stakes. So I think that's why I went with it.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've just been getting more into cassettes recently. I actually, I don't even have anything to play cassettes on, but I've been starting to collect them <laughs> on records.
1: side yeah. um,
0: But soon I'll, I'll get something, hopefully. Um, and with just, like you mentioned, just the entire music industry being up in the air with everything, um, and obviously live shows aren't being, um, aren't possible currently what are your opinions on like the future of live shows? Like, you know, once we get COVID under control and shows can start to come back, but of course a lot of local and like, DIY venues have been able, have been forced to shut down yeah. because of, you know, monetary reasons. So yeah. I guess, what do you see the, the trajectory going forward?
1: Um Yeah, I really have, I have no idea. Um <laughs> Yeah. I don't know when, when, uh, You know it'd be safe to tour again and what kind of venues would be be left i mean i suspect that you know diy venues you know there there's already a i mean a rather um fast like uh turnaround rate or or whatever um for those kind of venues like i feel like house shows get shut down like there's like a short lifespan for a house show anyway you know like you know it, it might be open you know for like a year or like a few months and then like the cop shut it down and then it it pops up somewhere else so i feel like i i've never really thought about it but now that i'm like saying it out loud i i feel like those like the real real diy spaces will will just pop up again because there's like just like a cultural need for them and you know you just want to you know you want to have part you know parties and um have bands playing a basement and everybody like have a good time I think you know like the, the like 200 cap you know more like uh, you know established you know um licensed venues, I think that's gonna be a little bit trickier um, you know because a lot of them yeah are just like shutting down because there's no money I mean if if like we can't you know if people can't gather in spaces again for forever then, that's just not gonna happen, but I don't know. Yeah, that's just I guess the
0: unfortunate truth. Um, but At least there'll always be house shows, or as soon as yeah, you know, it's possible there'll be again.
1: It's it's in our DNA, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure, especially in and and any kind of alternative or DIY scene, like despite the genre, it's always something that'll yeah. be there. But um, I had a question. So you mentioned your working on another song right now Um, obviously iowa city was a standalone song earlier this year the ep is about to come out um but popular fishing is still your only uh, full length album and last year released another ep has there been any thought of why separating all these songs out into um like separate recordings or um why not like waiting and letting them build up into a full album
1: Well, I definitely have enough material for a full album. And I have had, I mean, for, you know, for years, it's like I always have enough music to do an album. Um, But, uh, you know, have decided to release these in EPs. Um, I mean, just from like a, yeah, strategic standpoint, um, you know, especially right now, we don't have a label. We, you know, we put out music on Fat Possum and, and Egg Hunt and I'll, you know, happily self-releasing, but um, it just seems like if, you know, say you have 15 songs, you can split it up into three EPs, and that's like three different, like, you know, PR cycles, Um, and, you know, just, there's also like a creative potential there, where You know, you can do it in different spaces with like kind of different, you know, a slightly different aesthetic or like develop a sound over the course of a few EPs. Whereas, you know, if you do a full record, which is great, um, you know, you just have that one specific sound in that one, you know, you you could just put it out and people wouldn't even listen to it, you know, Uh, or like listen to the whole thing but if you put out something that's 20 minutes long then like it's more likely that like every single song that you put out actually gets listened to you know like we're not like yeah you know, like if you're like Phoebe Bridgers or somebody then you can put out like a you know 60 minute album and people are going to listen to every second of it but you know we're not quite there yet
0: but yeah and that's especially true in the modern i guess musical culture of of playlists and you know everyone looking for like specific mm-hmm. songs to add to a playlist or whatever um that gets repeated rather than listen to full albums. Um, no, I'm I'm of the latter. I <laughs> I have very few playlists and yeah I prefer the albums for yeah, sure. Me too. Me too. Um and so as a college radio DJ, I'm of course in love with the medium. Um I know that Will and Mary's station WCWM played a large role in the early days of Google Connections. Yeah. Um could you speak on what college radio means to you as both a musician and a fan.
1: Yeah. I mean it's just like I, you know, I went to William and Mary and, you know, as a freshman, just uh, knew that, you know, knew I wanted to join the radio station and it's just like a great sense of, um, well, community. It's like a social, it's a club too, you know, it's like we all, you know, they're obviously, you know, different sort of factions and cliques within a radio station. but you know at the end of the day it's like uh yeah it's like a large community and like you know you have parties and shows and i mean that part of it i think is just really important on its own for social reasons um but yeah you know i like i like that um you know wcwm if it's your your first semester as a dj like you have to play the a-list music um so like you know, I remember like days by real estate was approved on the A list, so we were just pumping that out like nonstop. And I think, um, I mean, that's just there's just like a there's a, a function there for for supporting indie bands who just put out an album. Um, and yeah, I mean, definitely just exposed to a lot of different music too. Like so, as an artist. Um, it was definitely important to get there and be able to download, you know, burn like, you know, like well thousands of CDs. I, I didn't burn all all of them, but you know, I got exposed to or kind of was able to dig deeper into stuff like, um, like spaceman Three or or, um, you know, whoever. I just like yeah got 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 a little bit deeper into like the Velvet Underground tradition of music,
0: right. Yeah, I totally feel that. Um, I think I feel like that rings true for a lot of um, you know radio kids everywhere. And so you're also well known for being, um, I would say, like a student of music history. And you've talked at length about your influences from Bob Dylan and the Rolling Stones, um, and even in Icarus, the refrain goes, you know, get back to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also really interested in your relation to another era. I guess that more like Velvet Underground-inspired era because um, yeah. much of the music that shaped Indie Rock today came out of collegiate Virginia. Um in the 80s and 90s, you know, Stephen Malcolmus, Bob Mostanovich, Steve West from Pavement, um, David Bermaning, Silver Jews, James Wiccan, yeah. Viola Tango. Yeah. So as a center point of indie rock in Virginia today, um, have you felt in any way that you're carrying on this legacy of collegiate Virginia Indie Rock?
1: Yeah, that, I mean, um, you know, h- quite humbly. But yeah, I mean, you know, growing up. As a you know, as a as an indie artist, um, I guess with specific sounds that um, you know harken back to like Pavement and Silver Jews, uh, well, you know, definitely, um, yeah. Like I grew up in the same neighborhood where like you know Silver Jews, I guess, was formed, like at UVA, and you know where like sort of early, you know, the members of Pavement, some of them met there. Um, and, yeah, I, it's definitely, like, a, I feel a, a sort of spiritual connection to those people and to um, just the landscape of Virginia and, like, the Blue Ridge Mountains. And, and I mean, you know, also, you know, David Berman was born in Williamsburg, which is where I went to college. Um, so, yeah, I, like, um, like the Natural Bridge by Silver Juice, like, just, you know, check out the, the liner notes and the P.O. boxes is right near my house in charl, you know, where I grew up in Charlottesville. So um, it's something I think about. And it's, you know, it's somewhere that I can, it's like a, a point of reference for myself as an artist, which has been important. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's, that's crazy that um the, the silver Jews like relation is so tight. Um, I didn't know, I didn't realize he's actually boring. Williamsburg, um, I have The Natural Bridge like, right next to it. It's one of my favorite albums yeah. ever. Um, yeah. And so I guess um, on Stick Figures, you referenced the library that you once said was more interesting than Williamsburg's rock scene. Um, so if you had never decided to go back and remix Golden Connection's first uh, EP uh, like years later, um, what do you think you would be go- doing today?
1: i'm just trying to remember when i said that (laughs) was (laughs) that for like with the the first ep i think i
0: said it a few years ago i believe
1: what a pretentious thing to say (laughs) i'm just kidding but yeah i was ultimately um more yeah more interested in yeah like well i mean i love i love the music scene but i was there to i was at william and mary because i Uh, Well, I got to a point where I was like, I guess, a very serious student. And um, I guess I'd be in, I thought about going to grad school. um, Yeah, it was something that I thought about for years following it, you know, as I've even while I've been doing Little Connections, I think in the past year, it's become clear that that's just like not a good decision, um, like for anybody, really um which is you know that's tough to confront because you know it seemed for me it's like grad school yeah i was like an english major in like philosophy so like um and i did like a you know senior thesis and everything and you know i i you know read a lot and i think about things a lot and write about things on my own but um yeah i guess if i was in grad school right now um I'd probably be, I don't know, like more unhappy. <laughs> that's, that's my guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. And
0: a, a lot of your writing is very literary. Um, do you think your like English education um, influenced your like music writing at all?
1: Um. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, just like going to going to school and and reading reading a lot more and um i guess being taught well like philosophy and like how to do philosophy um i think like the i have a very um maybe uh formal or maybe intellectual approach to to writing songs which is very similar to like writing a paper where you have like sort of like a thesis um and then you just like you know which you could, you know, compare that to a chorus, and then you just like in the verses. These are sort of like, you know, you're 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 backing up your argument in the verses, and that's just like, that's kind of how like writing a paper and writing a song feel very similar to me, and um, I guess that's significant.
0: That's really interesting. Um, I guess do you have a uh, like anything else to to say about ammunition coming out? Um, Anything we should look out for with the the next three songs that we haven't heard yet? Mm,
1: uh. I don't know. Just l- listen to it and buy the cassette. Um. I'm not gonna spoil. I'm not gonna like spoil anything though. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna Whoa. have to listen and find out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to listen for sure. Um. Well, thank you so much for for joining me today. Thank you. And giving a little bit of your time. Um. For all our listeners, uh, just a reminder: uh, Ammunition is out November sixteenth on cassette and digitally. Um, you can get it on Bandcamp, goldconnections.bandcamp.com. Um, and we're looking forward to whenever we can hear that next song you've been working on, and uh, hopefully live shows whenever those come back.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely send you send you uh, the mu- uh, you know any new music we have, and uh, would love to come back to Austin. Um, yeah, I mean, I love Austin.
0: Thank you for listening to my interview with Will Marsh of Goal Connections. If you enjoy content like this and everything else that KVX offers, please consider donating to our annual horn raiser happening now. You can donate at tinyurl.com slash KVRx or vemo at austin. That's tinyurl.com slash KVRX or vemo at austin. We appreciate every amount that we get, and we can't wait to produce shows and journalism better than ever just for you. This has been DJ R.D. Johnson for KVRX. You can catch my show, Radio Cure, every Wednesday night at 11 o'clock, central on kvrx.org. Stay safe.